Hey guys. Hey, hey. I I've I have a question mm. for you. What smells better than it tastes? Me. <laughs> it's not actually true. With with, the, with, on, with onions, a little bit of onions, garlic, some uh maybe some soy sauce or something. A nose. <laughs> oh, all right, Rob, we're, we're out. Let's go. I'm not doing this. <laughs> Just remember, I'm the one with all the passwords. Fair enough. You are listening to the Give Me Five podcast, episode 249. Brought to you by the Give Me Five patrons. Check us out. Patreon.com slash Give Me Five podcast. This is the Give Me Five podcast, a semi-entertaining show about very entertaining things. This week, we're going to talk about some pop culture, some entertainment news, movies, books, music, music. Yeah, we're going to do some music. You also said said mooks, too. Shut up. (laughs) (laughs) Just saying. (laughs) Whatever else caught our eye. I'm going to go to the Mook store later. My name is Bandiri Falafio, and I'm joined by Lowell Fartincluse. Yeah, I decided um, I added that Patreon thing at the beginning, and I decided to instead tell a terrible dad joke uh, instead of actually reminding you that I did that. But thank you. You caught it, and you did it seamlessly, so good work. All right. I guess that's Lowell Fartincluse. And a man who needs no introduction, so he's not going to get one. This week, we're going to talk about Minions 2. Beavis and Bloodhead do the universe, and Thor, Love and Thunder. And a little bit of The Boys, since that season uh, closed out mm. while we have not been recording. Yes, it did. And what a damn good episode that was. It was so good. It was so good. I have to work myself up for that for those episodes, man. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, they're so good that I feel like there's going to be spoilers. Um, there's so much that I want to say and mention. So I can say now with a pretty good degree of certainty that there's going to be some spoilers for the last episode or two of the boys. We're going to try to avoid major twists, but, um, if we're talking about something that you have not seen yet, um, then use your discretion. But normally I'm not huge on giving, giving out some spoilers, but there's so, there's so much and it's almost it's almost difficult to talk about without spoiling because there's so much happens in such a short amount of time. If that's fair. I guess there's another boys show coming as well, which I heard about, but we'll, I have to, I'll look that up while we're talking about, talking about stuff. the cartoon. There's a cartoon, but there's apparently like another, like a, like a spinoff. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I did hear something about that. Um, it's, so it's doing well, which is good. What um, what's in the news? Is there anything? I mean, there's a couple of interesting things that have happened. I think one of the big ones is uh, we lost an icon this past yep. week. James Khan passed away. Yep. Yeah, very sad to hear that. Uh, interesting that I actually have a lot. I know a lot of people that have worked with him. 
and supposedly uh, a my, great guy actually yeah one of one of my co-workers worked with him on i don't remember if it was elf or something else that he did recently but either way um i was gonna say and everybody probably knows who he is even if they don't know the name he was the dad yeah. in elf and he was also in the godfather of course but yeah and wh- whatever he was working on there was <laughs> there was a clarinet player in the movie so i guess it wasn't elf and when he walked on the set, they played the Godfather's name very quietly on the clarinet, and he heard it and kind of gave him a wink. <laughs> yeah, that was kind of cool. cool. That's funny. Nice. <clears throat> and of course, uh, I had a run in with him as well. Oh, cool! So, you well, like you literally let, ran into him? No, no, no. But well, let's let's actually talk about what. Of course, he's been in. Obviously, Elf, mm-hmm. Godfather, which we've mentioned. Uh, what else? What is? Yeah, and I I tried to remember some of the things that he was in and. He, I mean, he's he's been in a lot, but not those were the the big things that he was in, you know. I mean, but he was also in things like Thief. He was, uh, uh, he was in Misery. I forgot about yeah, that Misery. One. Obviously, that was a good one. Yeah. Rollerball. Yeah, Rollerball. Yeah, he's he's been in a bunch, but a lot of the stuff that he's been in, I don't recognize the name for. Well, he's been around for a long time, so. You know, Brian's songs from like 1971, The Gambler from 1974. Like he's, he's been around a long time. So he's like a, he's, he is an icon. Um, he was an alien right, nation. Even, Remember alien nation? Even more recent stuff. Like uh, last year he was in something called Queen Bees. I'm like, I've never even heard of that. Right. Hmm. Uh, JL Family Ranch 2. That was a TV movie. Out of the Blue. Con man, undercover grandpa. I mean, half this shit I've never even heard yeah. of. Holy lands, the red maple leaf. I mean, it's yeah. And <laughs> I might have to watch this. There's something here called the Sicilian vampire. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, yeah, but that, fan- that might be something we have to watch. That's got a, there's a significant problem with being a vampire in Italy. There's a lot of garlic over there. A lot <laughs> of garlic. Yeah. <laughs> They generally stay away from Sicily, but not all of them. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but just iconic. I mean, just excellent, excellent actor. Um, we lost another person as well from The Sopranos. Oh, yeah. Tony Sirico. Yeah. Who is an interesting, interesting guy. <laughs> Did you read? There's no way that dude has not. <laughs> well, yeah, he 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 was in prison twice. He was like first time he got arrested, he was seven. That dude like freaked me out always. He like that. He was. Uh, did you watch The Sopranos, Rob? No, no, I didn't. He was the guy that like had the the kind of gray pompadour and the super slick backsides of the hair. But he was in oh, like a bunch of commercials yeah, too. I, I know who he is. Yeah, he uh, he was a real deal. <laughs> He he wasn't playing around early in life. And then he said he he made a lot of I saw a little thing about him where he was talking about his early life and he said I made a lot of mistakes, blah, blah, blah. And then he cleaned up his act and uh started making, you know, getting into movies, and that was like in the early seventies. And then of course Sopranos is his biggest the biggest thing that he's you know known for. Um, which is probably his character's like one of the worst people ever. But <laughs> yeah. I was gonna say Danny Trejo was along those lines too. He was like a gang yeah. member and mm-hmm. everything when he was yeah. younger. Yeah. Now he owns a donut shop that has like a Pride Month donut, which looks delicious, by the way. And and I have to continually move so that he doesn't know my address. Correct. So, that is true. 
which is weird that he keeps on finding it out. I don't know who could possibly be feeding that information for Donald. <laughs> Listen, here's the deal. If he wanted you gone, you'd be gone by now. <laughs> Probably, yes. It'd be one of those things where we turn the camera back on because Rob stops talking and then like you would see him and then his head would just slowly like slide <laughs> like it would, like a diagonal slice across exactly. his chest. Uh, on the James Conn front, I, uh, I, my little run-in with him, which was a funny one, he uh, – on the podcast uh, uh, Twitter account, I was – it was like – like two months into the pandemic when everyone – when it became very apparent that everyone that was like, well, you know, just lock myself in my house with a book and some movies and be fine. And then they finished all that. So apparently um, he was uh, – James Kahn had decided to take up Angry Birds. Oh, that's funny. And he was having a hard time with the level, and he tweeted something super – like he was like, I think Angry Birds cheats. Because I've been trying to beat this level, and every time something falls a different way or some I don't know, whatever it was, something along those lines. So I was sitting on the couch, and I was just like, wow, James Conn is playing Angry Birds. So I just tweeted back at him, and I'm like, uh, James Conn bitching about Angry Birds is uh, something I didn't realize I needed in my life. And he actually wrote haha and like gave me a like, so he's now my new favorite That's actor. That's cool. And, yeah. <laughs> that's very cool. And he's one of the tribe, so that's good. He's one of the tribe. <laughs> he is one of the tribe. But anyway, uh, any other uh, real life news as opposed to uh, our little fantasy land news down here? I don't know. Nothing of note on my no, end. No, but but I I do have a little bit of fantasy land news. Ah, son of a. Okay. Tell me why I'd, why it's a good thing that I don't want to leave the house. <laughs> Because it's time for WTF. That's right. Welcome to Florida. And today's story, Florida man leads chase with authorities on a John Deere lawnmower. Yep. (laughs) He thought he could get away from authorities, from the police, on a lawnmower. So not a souped up home improvement style lawnmower. Right. Now there's, there's two... There's two kind of WTF moments in this article. As I was reading this article, um, because th- there was apparently a theft um, involving a boat on January 1st. And they went to the home to question him about it. And he he wasn't there. They, they found they uh, they found him, I guess, on the boat and he dove into the swamp and successfully got away from from the cops because they couldn't find him. And the alligators. And the alligators, and Leeches yeah. and snakes as well. Holy crap. But apparently he's still living in the same place. And it's like, well, you know the police are fucking looking for you. Why would you not move? And again, why would it take the police seven months to go back to his house? <clears throat> That's super Florida. Don't do meth. Anyway, he... Dusty Mobley was taken into custody on Saturday morning. Um, he he faces several charges of grand theft, grand theft of a vehicle, felony criminal mischief, two counts of resisting an officer, possession of a concealed weapon by a felon, carrying a concealed handcuff key. Apparently, he was ready. He had a handcuff <laughs> and key. Possession, 
There's a hundred. There's a hundred percent chance that every morning when he woke up, he would insert a handcuff key into his anus just in case he got arrested. <laughs> Very likely. It's like, okay, let's see. Got my wallet. Got my keys. Oh, handcuff key. There you go. <laughs> Let me stick that right in there. Ah, okay, officer, can you handcuff me with my hands behind my back, please? Possession of drug paraphernalia and felony failure to appear. I, there's just so. I, I mean, they they showed up and he just jumped on his. John Deere lawnmower and tried to outrun them. I I don't understand how that was gonna work. But I'm sure, they're walking very casually next to him, like <laughs> sir, like hey, sir, 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 like having to slow their own pace <laughs> so they don't catch up. <laughs> they don't walk in front of them. Sir, 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 Dusty Either. Mobley, you are this week's welcome to Florida. <sighs> and to which I always <laughs> say, don't do meth. And, and you know what Dusty Mobley, Mobley said when the police showed up? What did he say when the police showed up? This sucks more than anything that I've ever sucked before. <laughs> oh. That's exactly what he said. That sounds about right. Okay. Fair enough, Beavis. Uh, that was butthead. Well, but, okay. I guess that makes yes. me Beavis. I was saying, yes, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, there you go. Okay. Uh, let's talk about the boys, which we were not actually pre- – I wasn't actually prepared for, so I'm going to have to let you guys lead that one. We don't have to talk about who's in it and stuff. We already did. Have, have you seen it? Yeah, I've, oh, okay. I've watched it. We all watched it, I right? I didn't put any notes down on it because it was kind of a last-minute edition. But, yeah, I, I saw it. I, I mean, this last episode was absolutely amazing. I mean, this was the culmination of all the uh, all the action of the season. And they had some great – Superhero fights. That's that's all I really wanted from this show is superhero fights. Great superhero fights, great acting, uh, shocking moments, but they kind of fit within the framework of the show. It wasn't there to, you know, just wasn't there to just be shocking and to inspire anger and rage tweeting. Uh, I will the, go ahead. The child actor, man. Yeah, he's good. Uh, Ryan. The kid? The kid who plays Ryan? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that, uh, I'm, I'm assuming this was the last episode. Here's our spoiler thing, by the way. Spoilers. Like, I'm assuming the last shot, if I remember correctly, was him, right? Mm-hmm. Like, with the slow smile? With the slow smile. Like, God. that was, like, didn't say a word. That, like, that's not an easy thing to do. No. Um, what, what is your opinion of... Um, I'm asking this specifically to Rob uh, of the redhead. <laughs> Which one? The the handler of the the, boys. the one who becomes the, Which, the wow, president the of the, the boys. that could have also described Omar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, the, like the press agent, whatever she. Well, is. she's now the uh, she's think, now the CEO. I think she's kind of psychotic, and can she really be considered a redhead since it's actually a wig? Well, she's a redhead in real life, too. But the, oh, but the wig is exactly like her hair should be. Okay. Remember? Like, it's like you don't even notice it. I didn't even know it was a wig until that scene. I forget what... Like, that sequence, I actually had to rewind it because I saw the, the wig part. I was like, what just happened? Because I, I had stepped into the kitchen to get something. Um, so what is, that sequ- what is that showing? That, like, there's something wrong with her? Like, I didn't catch... That whole no, part. Th- throughout the entire season, she's been pulling her Correct. hair out. Oh, 
That's why. Okay, I, I remember that part. Okay, she's I been yanking huge clumps of hair out of Correct. her head just from the stress. Yeah, like she, there was a scene where, like, two episodes ago, where she was like sitting at a table and she just like, okay, she's she's talking yeah, to A Train and she's mad at him and she just like rips off, but it, not like a little bit, like a, like a huge big chunk, chunk, like that she had wrapped around her finger or something. Yeah, because the actress that plays her is super cool. I've seen her before. Yeah, yeah. Like, she was the villain in one of the in one of the Walking Dead spinoffs. And like she plays psychotic Very really well, well yeah. but she's also like seems like a really cool person. Like she always like she'll tweet out like photos from the set mm-hmm. where they're like sitting and having lunch and doing all sorts of stuff. And it's always just kind of cool behind the scenes stuff. And like I always wonder if I ever like ran into her and be like, dude, I hate you in all of your shows. But I think that just means that you're just a really good actress because <laughs> you, you're the exact opposite in your shows that you are in real life. Right, she's right. not well, playing herself. Right, yeah. And that's, I, I mean, that's. It's weird because actors who are really good at playing villains get shit on a lot by people who are morons. Yeah, like right. I don't know if you remember the show um, uh, Prison Break. Do you remember that show? Yeah, that was good. Yeah, yeah. the. The guy who played the villain in that, what's his name? Is it Dominic something? See the bald guy? No, 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 no. the the skinny guy. The the in in the, prison with the with the act with the yeah. southern accent. Yeah. yeah, he always he or he would get accosted a lot in public by people saying, "You're such a dick," blah blah blah, and it's like, dude, it's a it's a fucking role. Get over it. What what are you talking about? Well, the guy that played Joffrey used to get that too. I'm yeah. sure. And it's like, I don't understand how people are so stupid. Well, who's no, the villain? Is it Robert Nepper? I don't yes. know. I didn't really watch the show. I believe that's it. Yes. He played uh teabag. Yes. Yeah. Okay. That's yeah, it. That's it. I heard that even like, I always find that super interesting. back in the day. And then you also find, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. Uh, you also find out a lot of times, like these people that play like the worst villains, are always the ones that, like, if you read something, they'll be like, who's the nicest actor or actress you've ever worked with? It's always them. Yeah. And the ones that are always playing, like, the the family favorites or the, the friendly ones are always the ones that are like, <laughs> But I heard that even when, um, back in the ni- 90s, when um, Schindler's List was out, Rafe, Rafe Fiennes played the, um, that Nazi, you know, prison guard in the movie. And that he, he was even getting... I don't. I don't remember specifically, but he he was getting in public. He was like yeah. He was getting he he was having issues because of that character, and he played it so well. But of course, mm-hmm. he's just a British actor. Like he's not a he wasn't a Nazi prison guard at Auschwitz. He was just an actor. Yeah. But, like, people, these are just yeah, it's actors. a role. Yeah, yeah. Th- this this isn't real. Correct. <laughs> yeah. Right. Exactly. But it is interesting because you you get to the point where you see these characters and they're so well done that you just like I get that like I, I I do understand it but I mean I can divorce myself from the idea that that's what they really are in real life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's because you're not. A <laughs> not well, not well, with I this. Went, I went to a, <laughs> well, I went to a speaking engagement with the cigarette smoking guy from X Files. Oh, cool. Who was like okay. And he spoke at UF, and you know it was it was cool. He talked about the filming of it, and it was all about his career and stuff like that. And someone raised their hand, 
and I thought it was a joke. And then the guy kept going, and he was like, you know what you're doing is terrible. You know, they, they put toxins in cigarettes. And the guy was like, okay, this is just someone, like, talking about cigarette stuff, because it was before, like, the truth campaign and all that stuff came out. Um, so he was like, he was saying all this stuff, and the guy's like, well, you know, I actually don't smoke. It's an, it's an herbal cigarette. It's a, it makes smoke, but it doesn't – I'm not inhaling it in my lungs. The guy's like, no, but you're putting this stuff in there so that you can brainwash people into believing that aliens aren't real. And then everyone's like, uh-oh. Wait, what? <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah. Like the guy like went after the dude as if he was his character in real life and that, like to the point of where they had to pull him away from the microphone. Wow. Yeah. Okay. I don't even know where to go with that. I mean, that's... <laughs> I, just, I just remember, like, at that certain point when you're like, oh, he doesn't realize the line between real and fake. Oh, my God. Oh my God that's so heavy. Can you imagine if you had that problem, like, every movie, if you thought every movie that you saw was real? You're like, do I really need to go to work today? Because I think Thor's going to land. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, yeah. I just watched Independence Day, so the aliens are here. Yeah, like, like, how do you go through life like that? How have I seen the Eiffel Tower get blown up in five different ways? <laughs> Why do they keep They're rebuilding really good it? At reconstructing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Clearly, someone doesn't. Want to do that. That's so. Anyway, weird. let's. Uh, um, so anyway, yeah, but great show. Um, that was I I will right say that trails. I did like one of one of the thing one of the things I caught in this last episode that I thought was a a turning point. I'll say for a character. We'll see if he continues it because one of the things that happens with like with like movie characters is they kind of fall back into their old, um, like when the new season rolls around, they fall back into their old routines and they lose any of the growth development that they had from the previous season. Um, the the decision that Huey made at the end of the episode, yes, where you know he spent he spent the entire time trying to trying to save Starlight and going about it the wrong way and finally towards like the middle to the end of the episode he has this he has this big moment this big realization and he confesses to starlight and he apologizes and he's like i can't believe i've been such a fucking idiot this is ridiculous i how could i have been so blind blah 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 and at the end of the episode he has the opportunity to to go with what it is that he's realized he's been doing wrong or to make the change and and grow, I guess, as a character is where I'd go with that. But and he decides not to take the the temporary V, put himself in danger and be be the hero. Instead, he does what he can behind the scenes to assist Starlight and help her basically increase her power by yep. by revving up all of the all the lights all yeah. of the yeah all of the electricity that was running through all of the stuff on the soundstage that was a really cool scene yeah yeah it was very well done and good and good catch yeah. as well yeah <clears throat> well and i didn't <clears throat> i was surprised by that too i thought he was gonna go the temp v route yeah and and you saw uh, they actually gave us the minute for him to consider it which i thought was really well done as well um the 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 camera hovered on him you saw him consider it and then he dropped the v and went over and ramped up all of the electricity running through the soundstage and i was like oh all right that's good i like that <laughs> um but I, can we talk a little bit about the fight scene um 
You can talk because, a lot about the fight scene. I don't care. Because our Queen, goddamn show. <laughs> Queen Maeve going toe to toe with Homelander. Yeah, she lost an eye, but damn, she put up a fight. And yep. I, I was, I, I expected Homelander to just basically crush her. But I guess she's a lot more powerful than what I had been led to believe in the show. Agreed. And I think there were hints about her power along the way. Mm-hmm. But I think people were just so scared of him. And, you know, because he's so powerful. Um, and he's fucking psychotic. Yeah. Well, that too. But I did. But I agree. That was a kick-ass scene. Um, I, I didn't expect her to do as well either. Uh. But it was it was cool to see how strong she could actually be. Like it was a it was a it was a really really well done scene. <clears throat> I don't actually think we kind of mentioned this. I don't think that he gets enough credit. Um, the guy who plays Homelander because like he plays psychotic really well. Oh, he's he another really one does. that is nice. Yeah, like, Anthony Starr. Yeah. Oh, is he really? Yeah, in real life. Like he he makes that character terrifying, especially you know. All American, good look, superhero, cape, you know, stars and stripes. And, yeah, and like he's terrifying. If I can't be loved, beard is okay. Well, fuck. <laughs> he blows up that. Well, that's what I was just going to say. Shit. Major spoiler, but like he finally did what I was expecting, waiting for. I don't want to use the word hoping for, but kind of expected to happen. He finally does it in the last moments of the last episode, where. Yeah, somebody throws something. At Correct. His kid. And for a second there, you see him consider like, eh, and then he just does it, and then everyone starts cheering, which I think sets the tone for the next season, because now he can be who he really wants to be. Which is this whole season is basically him struggling between being who he wants to be, but still needing the ratings. And and the scary thing is is that's. That's exactly, not to get too political, but that's exactly where I see our society is at at this point, where anything is okay that happens to somebody who believes something different than what you believe. Well, I agree. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) that's true. And that's what the scary part is, is I could actually see that happen. Uh, Yeah, I'm glad that happened finally, only because it was inevitable. Really, mm-hmm. it'll be interesting to see how the writers unpack that. Yeah, well, because uh, correct, especially they could go different directions. It could go in a lot of ways. They can, they can but do... especially that specific thing, and when you consider all of the other things that happened as the as that episode wrapped up with Maeve, with you know not just Homelander, but with his son, with mm-hmm. um, the butcher, and with. There's so many things that happened in the last episode. Um, another spoiler that I think will be important later. Um, the Deep is told to kill the vice presidential nominee. Mm-hmm. And then we find out that it's going to be the... Head popper. The, correct. Um she is uh, Victoria Newman, who is a soup, but but not publicly. She's right. the one who can like and blow people up, and she's working with Homelander. Correct, but now she's the vice presidential nominee. 
So what happens when she's literally one breath away from being the president? You know, there's so many things that can happen next season um, mm-hmm. that are it just it's. Oh, she'll be president. That's, I, I completely agree. Like, the, I think that's absolutely in the works. Um, it's really well done. It's very, very good. And I, 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 I don't know. Maybe Greg knows. How closely is this following the comic? Uh, it's been a while since okay. I read it, so I need to go. And it's, um, it's in the closet right behind me. Okay, and I, I have to kind of like Greg stuff to get to. <laughs> I yeah, I'm also that. in the closet right behind me. I was trying to think of a joke, but I couldn't. I couldn't figure it. I figured I'd leave it out there for you. <laughs> Same. I was like, damn it! Shut up, Omar. Say. Just don't say it. <laughs> Oh no! I, I snatched that one up. <laughs> Except I'm I'm a closeted superhero, just like the vice presidential mm-hmm. nominee. So, um, the basic idea: if you have not seen the show or have been thinking about it, definitely highly recommended. If you haven't started season three yet, jump on it. It's really really good. The show for me, I don't know about you guys, but for me, this show never disappoints. Um, and I have not read the comics, so I have no idea what's coming. But everything about this show is constantly interesting the the character development is very well done the acting the special effects especially because there there's a lot going on uh, to me this this show is constantly an a plus like there's no without any doubt it's it's fantastic the uh the other show the, the spin-off which we got to get moving here is called uh, the boys presents varsity it is a live action show it's going to be uh like young the boys or like the teen titans version of the boys but uh, apparently in college so i'm not sure if it's going to be the same characters but it's going to be like maybe the up-and-coming superheroes or something like that gotcha and there will be some crossover with the current so it's not a prequel the current series the boys no it's yeah it's it's it does not look it's, like so it's current just with young like with new series. younger actors okay got it because i did i did hear about that but i didn't i don't know anything about it cool <clears throat> So that's excellent that. uh let me i guess i could, did you did anyone else other than me see the minions i did I not did not, did not? Okay. i've i i did hear some things about it though i heard that there were places that were canceling screenings uh yeah. really oh, yeah well, we'll get to that i that i did not talk know. to me about the is suit thing the people dress, is it because of the the suits the gentle minions what's yeah. going on with that Which do you is, know rob well apparently a lot of people are dressing up going to the movies and then disrupting the movie. Like people are going in their, in their suits or whatever. Uh, I I think I read an article that, that there was one theater where a bunch of people came in their suits and came with bananas because you know, the minions love bananas and then proceeded to throw bananas at the screen for the movie. uh That's a bad plan, by the way, those screens are super expensive. And, and they, there was actually video of a, a theater manager Stopping the stopping the show, coming in and telling the entire theater that he was kicking all of them out and none of them were getting a refund. They're misbehaving that badly because of this. I thought this was only in England, though. This uh, I don't know. Maybe it is, but it, it's a it, again. We're it's like some social city, media I, I, TikTok trend bullshit, and it's like yeah. Social media has ruined a lot of things. Well, okay, I can tell you a couple. Uh, I think the weekend it opened. I took my daughters to meet some some of their friends to to see the movie, mm-hmm. and I did. 
Were they throwing bananas? Well, at I you? did see some. No, that's just the usual. But that had nothing to do with the sh- the movie. Um, <laughs> it could be the, <laughs> exactly. But I did see some of their like you know kids their age like high school whatever middle school high school kids leaving the show leaving the movie with suits on, and then they were talking about it in the car. But I had no idea that it was like a disruptive. Like I, I guess it was is that this gentle minion thing is that something from the movie? It's just a stupid it's hashtag. A, it's a TikTok trend. Oh, okay. Or whatever. Okay. Got it. All right. And they didn't really know either. They said it was something from TikTok, but they didn't really, or at least they didn't tell me what maybe they know. But And and I don't know that the trend is to disrupt the movie, but that's what's happening is that these people are showing up and getting rowdy and, mm-hmm. and effing things up for everybody. Gotcha. <sighs> so. Okay. Well, I went to a screening a little bit earlier in the day with my child and family, and um, so this is The Minions 2, The Rise of Gru. Uh, it came out June 1st, so we are a little bit like one week late on this. Uh, directed by three people, apparently. Kyle Balda, Braid, Brad Abelson, Jonathan DelVal. Uh, there were no crazy people in my theater other than me. Um, of course, the usual uh, people are in there. Steve Carell. Uh, let's see. Apparently one voice, one person does the voice of all the Minions, Pierre Coffin. Uh, Alan Arkin, uh, Taraji P. Henson, Michelle Yeoh, Julie Andrews is Guru's mom, of course. Uh, Russell Brand is Count Nefario, who I love. Uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme is in it as Jean-Claude, who is a guy with a giant uh, lobster claw for a hand. <laughs> Dolph Lundgren is in it as Svengeance. <laughs> great, great name. Danny Trejo plays Stronghold, and he's very good at it, which is exactly what Rob told me earlier, how great Danny Trejo was in The Minions 2. I'm trying to save your life here. I appreciate it. And then Lucy Lawless is in there as Nun Chuck, a um, nun with nunchucks. Real quick, that is not what Rob told me about the Danny Trejo character. He said, "Shut it was, your mouth." He said it. Anybody could have done it better. Um, it was terrible. It it halted the movie for him. He it basically took him out of the wow. movie instantly. Rob, what did you do to Omar? Like, I thought you guys were on good, like, solid footing. I don't oh. know. <laughs> He stayed at your house. Y'all, y'all, you know, had some had some drinks together. Did... It seems like everything is okay. I, not only does he want you to die, he wants you to die screaming. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. Okay, I made all that up. I'm just <laughs> don't yeah, mess with the trail. No, sorry. Uh, the synopsis is the untold story of one 12 year old's dream to become the world's greatest super villain. Uh, so let's yeah, I'll talk about this. Um, I saw it. I enjoyed it. The minions were adorable. The story was okay. I don't remember it at all. Yeah. I it, the way the plot is formed, like I could, it, I could have walked out of that theater, and I still don't. Like it's very the plot itself is very forgettable because it's just kind of a thing that happens. Mm-hmm. Like it, like while I enjoyed it, it was my kid enjoyed it. There were some parts that I laughed. I loved the villain. Like, he basically wants to get as part of this, like, like a Sinister Six kind of group of villains. And he's trying to – they basically um, kick one of their members out, Wild Knuckles, who's um, kind of like a uh, – what's that motorcycle movie from the 60s? Uh, with uh, Dennis Hoffman. Easy Rider? Yeah, there we go. Thank you. Uh, it's like kind of an Easy Rider type villain. And he gets kicked out, and 
Screw wants to get in, and there's like a bunch of stuff that happens, but the plot doesn't kind of matter. It's because it's just minions. Yeah, like it seems like you know sometimes you'll they'll do like a special holiday episode of like Toy Story or something like that, mm-hmm. and the plot you watch it on TV, the plot doesn't really matter, but there's some cute sequences, there's some cute music, you get to see the Toy Story characters in Christmas gear. Mm-hmm. and then you're done, and you're like, and then, like, the next year comes around, you're like, oh, look, there's a Toy Story Christmas movie, and you kind of forget that you watched it the first time. Like, that's basically what it was for me. It was It's weird, because, like, I walked out of it, and I was I was like, okay, what am I going to talk about with this on the podcast? And I'm like, kid liked it. I laughed at the Minions. And that's it. <laughs> yeah. The Minion movies are weird for me, too, because I really have to be in that mood. Um, to match the like, because it, it's so they're so zany, like all the time, right at the beginning of the movie. The movie doesn't really build to it; it's always just like ah! mm-hmm. right when you start. So it sometimes takes me a little while to like get on the same level with the minions. And I was pick, I when I was trying to describe it to someone, I was like, "You ever like come home from work and you're like tired and you have you just ha- well, you, who here has had roommates? I know Omar had roommates. I've well, had you roommates. Had a roommate? yeah. you had roommates. So like you come home from work and like." You're just tired and want to do something else, and your roommates happen to be throwing a party that night, or there's just way too much activity going on when you get home. And you're like, oh, fuck. And then it takes you a little while to actually, like, have fun. Like, that's kind of, like, with the Minion movies to me. Like, it starts, and I'm like, okay. And there's some craziness, then you're like, okay, now I'm into it. Take took me a while. But um, overall, you know, see it. It's a kid's, kids movie. There's some decent kids movies out right now, I would. Um, if you like the other Minions movies and Despicable Me movies, you'll probably like it. Um, also, you have the opportunity to beat up teenagers in suits. Mm-hmm. Right? Now, okay. I, I will say that I feel like this one's a little weird simply because it's a movie that focuses on the sidekick while the main character is actually still in the movie. It's true. So Gru is actually in the movie, but the movie focuses on the sidekick. Yeah. And uh, Count Nefario, as I mentioned, is in it. He's He works Doctor. at a record. Dr. Nefario. Uh, he works as a as a record store, which is actually the evil like person's lair, the evil team's lair. Mm-hmm. And he's my favorite character in this particular movie just because he's all like works at a record store. And he's all, he's kind of start he's starting to do little inventions, which of course is what we see later on. So. Mm-hmm. I don't want to see that story. But yeah, enough about Gru. I want to see Doctor Nefario. Yeah. Uh, what's next? Um. Well, it's got to be Beavis. It's got to be Beavis and Butthead, I guess. Yeah, right? I was gonna say. I think you should just go ahead and continue on with Beavis and Butthead. Okay. Beavis and Butthead do the universe. It is on Paramount Plus. Came out actually in June. Uh, and it's one of those things where you like, I saw it earlier in the day that day. Like I didn't watch it, but I saw that it was out. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, sweet. I'm so excited. Like I was so excited to watch it and just kind of get back to that late 90s Beavis and Butthead or mid 90s Beavis and Butthead world. And then like something happened where I couldn't watch it. I'm like, fuck. And then the next day, and the next day, so finally, I was finally able to watch it like three days after I was like super excited about it. 
Uh, it is directed by Albert Kairos, another uh, double director movie in John Rice. Uh, it's got uh, Mike Judge as Beavis and Butthead. Um, Jimmy O. Yang from Silicon Valley. As Love that Jeff. show. Well, Gary Cole. Uh, actually, Chris Demonopoulos or whatever. He's like a ridiculous Greek name, but he's Easy also from. You to say. He's also <laughs> from uh, from uh, Silicon Valley. Remember, he was the the guy that was funding them that like always showed up in like awesome cars. Uh, Stephen Root. That's uh, you know who Stephen Root is. He's Milton. Milton, yeah, from uh, from Office Space. Speaking of Mike Judge. Oh yeah, okay. With the, with the stapler. Uh, and one of my favorite comedic actors, Martin Starr, also from Silicon Valley, actually, and uh, the teacher in the Spider-Man movies. But anyway, and a bunch of other people. So, Chai McBride, Tig Notaro. Yep. Uh, and uh, Jim Meskimen. Yeah. Uh, so, I was a big Beavis and Butthead fan as a kid. I still will occasionally put Beavis Butthead on, like, on YouTube just for some funny parts. My wife and I have an ongoing joke about Shih Tzus. Every time we see a Shih Tzu, we giggle like Beavis Butthead and say, Shih Tzu, yeah, Shih Tzu, because we're ridiculous. Um, That's the word for it. Yeah. Uh, So I am 100% all in on Beavis Butthead. Um, Sat down to watch it, and it cracked me up. Totally did. Um, the story is basically a um, Beavis and Butthead. It's actually very similar to like a Simpsons episode where Beavis and Butthead. He's it. The entire movie starts off with Butthead uh, kicking Beavis in the nads. Um, in fact, right. I think I actually have the opening sequence. You're gonna hear some. Na- you're gonna hear some nad kicking. Ow! 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 Lots of nad kicking. Ow! What are you two doing? Uh, we're trying to find out how many times I can kick Beavis in the nads before he passes out. Yeah. And that's your science fair project? Uh, what science fair? <laughs> so he, uh, that's, that's basically the very opening sequence. Uh, they end up, he finds a, uh, this robotic leg. It's like it's supposed to kick a football, and like he ratchets it all the way back and kicks Beavis so hard in the nads that Beavis's scream is able to break glass, and mm-hmm. it basically, and he flies through the air and he basically destroys the entire science fair. So they get sentenced to you know something by a judge. The judge is one of those like he's like I'm the I'm the harshest judge ever until I saw an episode of Touched by an Angel because it's supposed to be set in the nineties. I saw an episode of Touched by an Angel, and I'm going to give you kids another opportunity, and he sends them to space camp. Mm. While at space camp, they're playing around with all the, like, simulation things, mm-hmm. and they're making it look they're making it look like a rocket is having sex with a dock thing. Oh, God. Like, making it go in and out. Like, mm-hmm. So this scientist, this woman, I think she, I saw it, like, two weeks ago, so exactly the reason why but she sees them doing it and realizes that they're like really good at getting the getting the rocket to dock into the space station so she comes over and she's like would you like to do that and they're of course thinking sex and they're like yeah she's like would you like to do that with me <laughs> so that the whole thing is they're trying they they end up accidentally going through the whole astronaut training thing 
because they think they're going to have sex with this like NASA executive person. Um, now, the reason why the whole sh- movie ex- exists and like Beavis and Butthead haven't been around for 20-something years is because while in space in the 90s, they get sucked into a black hole and dropped into 2022. And you kind of get to see the current world through their uh, their eyes. And the movie cracked me up. Like, there was multiple times that I, like, that I actually... There's at least three times I had to pause it to laugh because it was just so silly and dumb. Um, it reminded me how much I liked uh, Butthead's, like, seductive, trying-to-be-like-serious voice. Mm-hmm. Because um, it... Like the one I played earlier, actually, like that one. This sucks more than anything that I've ever sucked before. That, um, and also remind me of the the when Beavis kind of takes control. How much I like that things in the old episode. Um, the only thing that's po- possibly frustrating, and that like it's a good thing that it's like Beavis and Butthead movie, not a twenty four episode streaming thing, is when the characters are that stupid, and like. It just gets overwhelming, you know, and when every single thing they do, it's like right there, the solution. And I know it's a comedy, but sometimes it gets frustrating if you watch too many of them. Kind of like watching too many Seinfeld episodes, not like where communicating like a normal human being would solve so many problems. Mm-hmm. Um, that drives me what, insane. Yeah, Same. like even that like sex thing, like, you know, like if, you know, if you just asked the person what they meant by that thing, you would lose 30 minutes of your movie. Or TV uh-huh. show. <laughs> like, um, but for something to just put on and I've now watched it twice because I watched it before recording here. Uh, it's, and I, I didn't even hear a lot of people talking about it. So if you happen to have Paramount plus uh, check it out, it's funny. It's, you know, there's an entire sequence about white privilege that is hilarious and it absolutely goes a different direction than I thought it would. They they do a sem because it's now, so they come in. They do a seminar on white privilege, and like they do this whole thing with like the music, like they're being enlightened. But mm-hmm. what they take out of it is that oh wait we're white we can do whatever we want. So like give me that. <laughs> it's like they go on a crime spree and they're like like no 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 we can do whatever we want. We learned about the white privilege at the seminar. Oh that's funny. But, like, they, they do it like it's going to be this whole thing where it's going to change their lives, and there's all of a sudden going to be productive members of society. It's it's really, it's funny. It's a good twist. So, I uh, highly uh, suggest it. Paramount Plus, okay. Excellent. Yeah. I don't have Paramount Plus, so I probably won't watch it, but... Yeah, you know where I live. <laughs> yeah, I do. <laughs> Look out your window. <laughs> He's right there. <laughs> Weird. Holding a, a boombox up a above my head. Tr- <laughs> There's a guy in my yard with a boombox over his head. Greg opens the door and his first question is, where the fuck did you find a boombox? Right. <laughs> <clears throat> well, I think now, that'll bring us to our last topic. Yes. Boomboxes. And, boom and why is the boombox playing yeah. Push It? Uh, uh, See, I knew uh, you guys were going to do that. Uh, 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 you have to do that when you're. Push it. Push it real push. good. I was at some. Uh, I was at an event the other day with where that song was being played, but it was a children's event, and I was like, and I just looked at my wife. I'm like, I don't think that's appropriate. 
Well, that's that's really funny because well, I find it hilarious. Did you feel uncomfortable? Is that somebody that you need to talk to or sue now? Maybe. <laughs> I think it's funny too when people play like. There's a there's a number of songs that they always play at like children's parties, and you're just like, like "Hit me, baby, uh, one more time." Is YMCA at like kids' birthday parties? <laughs> you're yeah. like, do you, and that sounds do you terrible. Know what, <laughs> do you have any idea what you're playing? <laughs> it's just so funny. <laughs> I love it. I think it's hilarious. <clears throat> listen to the words, <laughs> sir. <laughs> well, and listening to the words can get you into trouble too, because I I don't even know what song it is but i always pick out like two lines and i'm like mm, mm, mm. the the i don't want to be lonely no more I, what who's that by what's that i don't i don't know i don't it's it's a famous song i don't remember is it the, the female vocalist right i know i think it's a guy yeah. i don't want to be lonely no more i don't want to have to pay for this it's like is that about prostitution? it sounds like it might be <laughs> Uh, happy third uh, birthday <laughs> <laughs> now i hope it is but, but <laughs> that's uh, <laughs> oh it's uh rob thomas it's the guy from matchbox okay. 20 and that did the song with santana yeah what the, i don't want to be lonely no more yeah what's the name of the song uh, i don't want to be lonely no more oh or just well, lonely no more that's another one with Santana. Yeah, but I don't want to be lonely no more. Don't want to pay, have to pay for this. I don't want to know the lover at my door. I just want another heartache. I'm like, yeah, it's yeah, you're right. You're not wrong. That's really funny. That's hilarious. That's <sighs> okay, so people thinking of speaking of people that aren't lonely anymore. Let's talk about Thor. Okay. Spoiler: I have not seen it, but spoil away. Oh, did you see it, Greg? Yeah, of course. Oh, okay. So Thor I'm going to be seeing a lot more movies. I bought that pass. I bought the, the oh, movie wow. pass Excellent. from from Regal. Nice. That's a really good idea. So. so Thor Love and Thunder was released on July 8th of this year. It's directed by Taika Waititi. And it does have your normal cast of characters. So you've got Chris Hemsworth back as Thor. Mm-hmm. You do have Natalie Portman returning as Jane Foster, which was great. Uh, Christian Bale does a fantastic fantabulous does a fantabulous job as gore and yet, the I'm, and yet I'm the one in the closet <laughs> Shut up. uh tessa thompson is back as king valkyrie you've got taika waititi as porg you've got russell crowe jamie alexander chris pratt dave batista of course all of our guardians of the galaxy family um sean gunn vin diesel bradley cooper uh the synopsis is thor enlists the help of valkyrie korg and ex-girlfriend jane foster to fight gore the god butcher who intends to make the gods extinct. So I'll talk about what I, what, what I thought about it uh, in just a second, but Greg, how how did you feel about this movie? I thought it went really fast. To me, it seemed like very light for the, for some of the content. Um, And it seemed like it was over in like no time. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, there was a, there was, I did enjoy it cause it was, it was an entertaining romp, but there was some stuff I really wanted more of and not just as like showing up after something happened. Okay. Um, so that was, that's my kind of initial thoughts. And in some places I thought some things were a little too bit too lighthearted and like, okay. Cartoonish maybe. So, so I'll jump in right there. For me, this movie was 
almost like two separate movies. Okay. Because the first half of the movie, they really, really played up the whole Thor as a big man child. And it, I mean, it was, for me, it was kind of over the top. And I was getting irritated. I'm like, oh my God, okay, I get it. He's immature, blah, 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 blah. But it wasn't just that. It was like they took what worked from Thor Ragnarok and just pushed it over the top so that it was actually kind of annoying. You know what I'm talking about? As far as Thor's yeah. character so is concerned. I, I'm pretty much saying the same thing here, but I said it differently to my wife. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, they went really over the top to show that he was just another selfish god. Yeah. To, to like to pair him with that god that was sitting in the oasis at the beginning. Right. Um and but the thing is is I think that's that's unfair because that's rolling back a lot of his character development that we've seen over the last what 11 Marvel movies or 12 whatever we're at now. Um which by the way with the release of Miss, I, I heard a stat that with the release of Miss Marvel this week, we will we will officially be over 100 hours of MCU content. That's crazy. First of all, so yeah, um, it it's relitigating a lot of the growth that Thor has done. Um, in there now, some of it was flashback, um, showing him like leaving Jane all the time for stuff. Right, but but I'm just talking about the whole the whole beginning of it, where he's like with the Guardians of the Galaxy, and and you know the the whole super you can have your you can have the ship, but it's my ship. Yeah, the the whole super jealous, super insecure Thor when Jane Foster first shows up or whatever. Um, what I would like to have seen more of instead of that was more of the interaction between Thor and Jane, more of the growth from their relationship. Which would have actually made the ending hit a little bit harder, I think. Correct. Had they actually done that. Mm-hmm. As it is, it felt like that was really rushed. And I think that's what you're talking about. Because for me, the movie didn't really begin until Thor and and Jane Foster started working together. Mm-hmm. That was that for is me, one, that was where that the movie is really one started. part of it. But I thought that um Christian Bale as Gore the God Butcher was great casting. Oh, he was he was, amazing. He was awesome, and I wanted to see more of him because he yeah. doesn't have not have a lot of screen time. No, he doesn't. And you see him a lot of times walking away from these giant dead gods, and I wanted to see those fights. Yeah, like the one where with the big giant frost thing, um, where Sif is laying on the ground having lost her arm and stuff like that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like that is one hundred percent a shot from the comic. Right. Well, then they, they also actually cut out some of the dialogue from that scene. Because if you remember in the previews, Thor goes into a little bit of an explanation about how that was a god that he grew up playing with. Yeah. The the big dog-like thing or whatever the hell it is that's laying The thing with like all the like is one of his like, oldest friends or something. Kind of spiky rock-like extrusions, but he's huge. Right. Yeah. And like there's stuff like that that they almost like I'll do a Seinfeld reference. They almost yada yada yada. Right. That stuff out but of there. But the thing is, is that also that would that dialogue that they cut out would also explain why Sif, the Asgardian warrior, is there. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, it's like, well, why the fuck is Sif there? 
Yeah. And would also be able to make the the villain, Gore, scarier. Yeah. Because I don't think you see the like shadow demon things until much later in the movie, right? Like I they don't, don't I think the first time you see the shadow demons is when they invade the village to take when they invade New Asgard to take the kids. Yeah. Like, That's really the first time you see them. Like doing that thing where you show something three times so that you can get the impact that third time would be really useful here. Um, plus more screen time for Christian Bale's Gore, who's a legitimately scary villain. And I do like his character arc. I just needed, I wanted more of it. Now, what did you think of Zeus? That's the part I was thought was a little cartoony. Okay. I, I liked the idea of Zeus. I didn't like the execution because I thought they made him kind of, like you said, cartoony or comical or whatever. Um, and uh, they I made mean, him Thor, die. They made him Dionysus, not Zeus, really. Thor kind of beat his ass. I mean, yeah. It's like, isn't Zeus supposed to be like really powerful? Mm-hmm. He let himself go. Yeah. Uh. I think one of the other things that people notice, and I feel like we're we're bash, 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 but I did enjoy it, and I will probably see it again, oddly enough, because um, I got that movie pass. Uh, I was a little surprised at how quickly the Guardians of the Galaxy like vamoosed, and I, I understand. Yeah, I understand fully that they're paying these big name actors stuff, and also that it's not a Guardians of the Galaxy movie. But it's always weird when. You see a character, like, leave with a bunch of other characters, and you're like, oh, that'll make for some great adventures. And then the very next movie you see them in, they're like, okay, those were some great adventures. You can't see them. Yeah. But, but, huh, remember that time you did that thing? And then they disappear. It's like, oh. You're like, whale? Yeah. Because I, I, I love Teenage Groot, and, you know, his, like, eh. <laughs> it's like Teenage Groot. <laughs> yeah. I think we'll get some of that in Guardians of the Galaxy three, though. Yeah, definitely. Um, how did how did you feel about Jane Foster appearing as the Mighty Thor? I actually like that. I like that whole idea. Um, I I loved that part of the story. Mm-hmm. Now, do you think there's? And I like. I I really thought it was innovative and cool that she could control the bits of the hammer. Yes, that was like I loved the movie, but when that happened the first time, and then when she used it later on, I was like. That was awesome. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was a really cool development. Um, do you think there's any chance that they'll look to recruit Natalie Portman to replace Chris Hemsworth as Thor? Uh, well, there's this whole spoiler situation. Um, well, I... that that wasn't in the movie. I mean, I mean, in the future, in, fu- in the future. Uh, she this was a one off for her, like. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, in the comics, that is what happens. Well, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I... Like 10 years ago, it happened. But um, she's actually dead, dead. Well. They've, they've said it. No, nobody in, in Marvel or in the comics is ever dead, dead. Yeah. But. I mean, maybe, maybe Natalie Portman is done. That doesn't mean that they can't recast Jane Foster and have her come back. Yeah. Like, they could back up the truck to Natalie Portman and do it, but I'm not sure if they will. 
Right, but it, but I mean, like I said, they could just recast Natalie Portman and still mm-hmm. have the person that they cast be Jane Foster. Yeah, I was actually trying to remember that, like, like where's the hammer been since it got destroyed? Just I remember the hammer because nobody can pick it up. <laughs> well, yeah, that's kind of the thing because, like, I was trying to like it, while the movie was playing, I was like, but Captain America picked up the hammer. Did you remember like that whole sequence? Like, did you remember how that happened? Yeah, he became worthy. No, like, I was trying to figure out, like, if Captain America picked up the hammer, but it's also broken, what happened? Then I remembered that when Thor went back to Asgard in the past, he, before he left, he reached up and got, grabbed a hammer from the past. Right, but the, but he also, Captain America also took it back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the thing I was like, oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, Captain America took that one back. But I I had forgotten about the, the getting one from the past. Wait, what? <laughs> I'm so lost. Okay, Thor's hammer gets exploded in okay. Ragnarok. Hela squeezes it and breaks. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. She like it was like nothing for her. It was like, but in movies after Ragnarok, you see Thor's hammer. Oh, okay. And I was like, as the movie was playing, I was like, wait, wasn't it destroyed? What was the order right. of the movies there? But then it occurred to me that that Thor had gone back in time as part of the mission, and right before he leaves, he holds his hand up, catches the hammer. And then comes back to the future, but then Captain America brings it back to where it, where it showed up in the past. So it was just a, it was just a weird thing. I was like, wait, where is the whereabouts of the hammer for the past few years? Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't had a chance to look at it yet, but I did actually kind of want to see which of the gods were like made up and which of them were like kind of real like deities from that we just might not know about. There's like one that looked very Hawaiian. Um, you could see a. Uh, some Azte- the Aztec gods, I think, in there, which I thought was kind of cool. Well, he even mentioned Quetzalcoatl. Yeah, yeah. Which I thought was kind of neat. Um, like, he was trying to make a team of gods. The the Korg god, I think, was made up. Well, yeah. <laughs> There's, like, the one that had, like, a bi- like a very large head, which I thought was, which I think is probably real. The, the one that was just the head? Or, because there was one that was just a head with, like, feet sticking out of his chin on a pedestal. Not that one. There's one that like looked very like island like, almost like a like a wooden tiki mask or something. Like a Moana kind of thing. Yeah. Kinda, yeah. Yeah, there's that one with the the feet. And of course the um the god of dumplings. Oh yeah, the bow. Yeah. There's a there was a talking bow bun or whatever. Bow (laughs) Which I'm wondering if that is actually a thing, because that'd be awesome. Um, let's see. Uh, the, I thought the ending closed it out really good. Like, I thought that it was kind of a cool little twist. Um, I knew it was coming, but. You're talking um, about the, the final, final scene? The the wish. Oh, yes. I, I did like that because in all honesty, when faced with that choice, how many people would choose to hold on to their hate that hard? Mm-hmm. Because when you get to the point where you can either hold on to your hate and wish for everyone to be dead or bring back the person who died in the first place, you can have anything that you want. Who's going to say, yeah, you know what? Let that person be dead. I want to kill everybody else. Mm-hmm. I thought it was great. I thought it was it was an interesting 
thing. Um, I thought that Thor's kind of his machinations to kind of make that happen mm-hmm. um, was awesome. Uh, and the Eternity was always a character I wanted to see on film because oh, I, they did a great job with that, didn't because they? Because he looks exactly like the way he looked in the Infinity Gauntlet uh, story, the comic book. Yes. The outline with the with the space, and it looked awesome. I was so excited to see that. Yeah, that was that was amazing. Um, yeah, it's just a fun movie, and it's I mean, there's so many good Marvel movies, and this has some differences. And I do think that in some like in some ways they missed some opportunities, like you said. I find it very interesting that they did that, considering there's an extra year of production. Mm-hmm. Because uh, you know, for story editing and COVID and stuff like that, I really would like to see what was left on the the cutting room floor on the editing floor. Did you did you like the uh, the makeshift army that he created? Uh, oh, I thought that was actually kind of interesting. My, I know one person that really liked that. Oh, child. I bet my child was like, "Yes." I asked him right afterwards. I'm like, "What was your favorite part of the movie?" And he said that the the rabbit that shot lasers out of his eyes, the stuffed rabbit. Nice. I thought that was great. And the way Thor was like, temporarily. <laughs> yes. <laughs> He's giving him the powers. That was great. Um, yeah, that was I th- that was a cool part. It was fun. It was. It was a lot fun, of fun in a good way, too. Yeah. Uh, a, a lot of, there was a lot of kids that were actually kids of the actors and stuff. Oh, really? So the... So Gore's daughter is actually Chris Hemsworth's daughter in real life. That's cool. Oh, the the girl who plays love. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that was his daughter. Um, the 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 wolf woman that he had sex on a with on a woman wolf. Uh huh. Was actually Chris Hemsworth's wife <laughs> in real life. Wow. And um, I think. I'm not entirely sure, but I'm pretty sure that the so remember when he's when he talks to the kids and he's like, "You guys are going to fight like Asgardians," and one of the kids says like, "But I'm not an Asgard, but some of us aren't Asgardians." And then they show like the other alien kids. Mm-hmm. The first kid that talks has a really thick New Zealand accent. I'm pretty sure that's Tyka's one of Tyka's kids. I might be wrong on that, but um, I know that there was a lot of like that kind of stuff, which is cool. Uh, let's see. Um, everyone that has probably already seen this movie because it did a shit ton of money on the first weekend. Um, but I think it's fun. Do you think it's, I think it's worth seeing in the theater. And make sure you stay all the way to the end. Yes. Roy Kent, sir. We've got a new introduction. Yep. Roy Kent, he's here, he's there, he's every fucking where. He's also Hercules. He is. <laughs> That's the actor from uh, from uh, Ted Lasso, by the way. Is why I keep saying that. Uh, He's he but plays. That being the, said, uh, I've also been waiting what ten years now for them to do something with Adam Warlock. Yeah. They, but Adam well Adam Warlock's showed up. Where? Uh, he's the he's what's his face? He showed up at the end of. Uh, A movie not too long ago. It's uh, Harry Styles is playing him. Okay. 
They, I just, I just remember the, uh, the, the gold girl going, uh, I, we will call him Adam. And I don't remember seeing him on screen at all. Uh, he shows up and I'm sorry, hairstyle. Uh, never mind. So Harry Styles is, um, at the end of, uh, the Eternals as Star Fox. I'm sorry, but I forget oh, who, okay. I forget who Adam Warlock's being played by. I don't think we've seen him yet. I'm assuming that'll be Guardians of the Galaxy. I would think so. Mm-hmm. So just real quick to answer it's your question. Oh, it's going to be Will Poulter. It's going to be Adam Warlock. Oh, okay. You know, that, you know Will Poulter, <coughs> right? Yeah. Just to uh, answer your question real quick. So we had Dionysus. Mm-hmm. We had Andrew Crawford just as Flower God. Those are one of the one, those ones that like disappear. Oh, like, probably yes. Um, you had um, you had sycophant god, so a lot of like just no name. Uh, you had two sycophant gods. You had Baal, god of dumplings. You had Aztec god, Artemis god, Elchi goddess, Maori princess, Mayan god. Uh, Minerva. I don't know if that's one of the gods or not. Uh, goddess of the dead, Jade Mirai god, fur god, masked god, masked god, and then a bunch of Zeusettes. <laughs> they actually <laughs> called them Zeus Ed. All the that part was great with the reaction of uh, we haven't talked about her, but uh, you Valkyrie. flinched too hard. Well, the, the the reaction of Valkyrie where they're like, okay, we should do something. They stand up, and then he gets. They make him naked, and she's like, oh, we can stay for a little while and sit yeah. down. And, we'll, and Natalie we'll like, yeah, I'm not mad at it. We'll help him eventually. <laughs> and then he's like, we will flick off the other costumes. And they're like, no, 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 no! Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I did actually like the god at the beginning where Gore, like, is all upset and sad. He comes to him, and he's like, oh, he's one of mine. thought that was kind of a fun reaction. But Thor was fun. It had Wait. its flaws. Who did you say was Hercules? Uh, the guy that plays Hercules is uh, it's the uh, Brett Goldstein. Oh, okay. The, the, he plays the char- the character Roy Kent in in Ted Lasso. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Who is like the uh, the gruff uh, aging soccer star that doesn't quite have it anymore? Um, and then and swears like all the time. But he's also very like he's a writer and stuff too. He's cool. I'm very interested to see what they're going to do with that Hercules thing because um, Brett Goldstein, if he has to play Hercules as Hercules is in the comics, he's going to need to – not that he's, like, small, but he's going to have to do a lot of working out. Now, one of the things I am confused about because I'm looking at IMDb, and they have Bradley Cooper listed as Rocket. Yeah, Bradley Cooper always been Rocket. But oh, then down at the bottom, the rest of cast listed alphabetically, Clark Hill is Rocket Raccoon voice. Huh. That's weird. Yeah. That's why I was and, like, what? And also, Sean Gunn is on set Rocket. Because Sean Gunn is the, is the guy that always, like, wears the little, like, green suit. Yeah, I was going to say, Sean Gunn could be the, the, the body um the mocap for a rocket but yeah 
but he's also the guy that has the mohawk now. Voice for Rocket, I thought was weird. Yeah, Sean Gunn has, is the guy is the guy that has the mohawk now. Yeah, yeah, he but. took over for Yondu. Yeah, Craglin. Anyway, I think that that's. Do you have anything else to say about Thor? Ultimately, I enjoyed it. Um, like I said, I did have a little bit of a problem with the first half of the movie because they completely went overboard with the whole man-child thing. And I was like, all right, that's that's a little excessive. Um, exactly. But it ended up being a good film. I could have done with just more of the Thor and Jane interaction, but ultimately I liked it. And one last thing that I want to mention about, about uh, Thor, Love and Thunder is the soundtrack. Because I don't think we... Uh, do you know where you are? <laughs> You're in the jungle, baby. Oh, yeah. <laughs> You're going to die. Very, very heavily featuring Guns N' Roses. Interesting. Okay. They had they had quite a few Guns N' Roses. And they, they had songs that I was unfamiliar with that I'm like, this still fucking sounds like Guns N' Roses. <laughs> yeah, it was. There was... They used a song. It was... It was a... Uh, second half of a song like one of their longer like love ballad kind of november rain type songs but i forget which one it was mm-hmm. i don't think it was breakdown but i was it was very nice to hear some guns and roses and and very well placed as well i mean they, it, it fit with what they were doing yeah and i totally matched his outfit like the the, the one uh the uh the toy that we got where he's wearing like the vest or whatever mm-hmm. Do you know that I bought that toy specifically so that I could switch the head on it to make it look like an older Jack Burton from Big Trouble in Little China? Yes. Well, you told me, so I knew that. Oh. But the listeners didn't, so am I supposed to pretend I don't? (laughs) No. No, you're supposed to say, yes, you dumbass, you told me that. Uh, Yes, you dumbass, you told me that. But it's a brilliant idea, so does that make you less of a dumbass? Anyway, let's continue. Yes. But I think... Thor Love and Thunder is going to be the catalyst for our Give Me Five Questions. Because what we want to know is who are your top five favorite portrayals of gods in movies or film? Or are we just saying media? Are we counting like video games and stuff like that? Uh, I didn't. Okay. But I didn't either. But like movies, TV, I did that. Mm I went a touch off script with it, but so you'll see. <laughs> Surprise! Like, I read this book oh, no, called no, the no. Quran. No, <laughs> there was a god represented in there that I really thought was a good representation. I didn't even think about books. And that's all I'll say because I don't okay, want to end up. You guys uh, do yours, and then give me half an hour. I'm gonna look through my book. I'm I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, I'm ready god. to go. We're gonna make Omar me first. first. We are because I got to look up. So I'm okay. gonna look up the name of a show. Okay. First. Well, um, <clears throat> I didn't do it on purpose, but it, this this came out. I'm taking a quick look here. Yeah, this all came out to be either people playing God or the devil. It wasn't designed that way. It was just kind of brainstorming. And um, Teresa and I were talking about it last night, and this is just how it sort of panned out. So an honorable mention that I have to throw in because it's just a kick-ass thing is Dave Grohl playing playing the the devil in in the video for tribute the Tenacious D song, <laughs> which I thought was really mm-hmm. awesome. Um, that was that was just fun, 
and he's just such a cool guy. I had to throw that in there. Um, I think for my number five, I'm going to go with George Burns. He did a right. trilogy, um, 1978, 1980, and I think 1984, something to that effect. And actually Correct. played both. And, and Oh God, he played God, and Oh God, book two as well. And then in Oh God, You Devil, he played both both God and, and the devil. And it's George Burns. He's classic. He's just a, you know, <clears throat> he's somebody who m- younger people might not know, but he's just such a... Smoked and drank every day of his life, and I swear to God, he was like yeah. He was he was literally just when I was looking it up. He he died, I believe, in ninety three, ninety two, ninety four, something like that. He was literally born in the eighteen nineties. How crazy is that? That's awesome. He, I think, he was like ninety eight or yeah. He was something. He was around the hundred mark, if not past it. But I, right. I don't think he. I don't think he hit a hundred. Yeah, he was damn close. And in my mind, he he gets the (laughs) hundred. He's so cool. Uh, January 20th, nice. 1896 to March 9th, 1996. He did hit the 100. So he did, he did make it past 100. 100 and, and, 100 and, and a few months. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I had to throw him on there because it's just such a cool dude and such a cool role. Um, my, I think my number four, because it was, a, not because I don't like it, but it was just such a small part. And there was actually, like, not even any words. Alanis Morissette played God in Dogma, which was such a fantastic movie. And she was just in the very, very end, just a tiny, tiny bit. Doesn't even say anything. She's just kind of, like, being goofy and doing handstands and shit. Uh, She boops someone on the nose. That's right. And when she opens her mouth to talk, she, like, you know, you hear... Right. Vaporizes. Uh, uh, who, she vaporizes. And Matt Damon's ben already dead at that point, right? In that movie? By the time that happens? Um, anyway. Uh, for the last three, they're in no particular order because they're all really, really, really good in their own way. This is just how I have them written down on here. Um, the show Lucifer was fantastic. Um, Tom Ellis yeah. plays Lucifer. Uh, it's... He does such a great job. He's such a lovable character. And I loved the the twist on on just the entire show and the entire just the way that it was presented. He they did such a good job with the writing and of course he as an actor was so good at that. And then like DB Woodside played Amenadiel, his brother, um in the final season, I believe, or second to last season, Dennis Haysberg plays God in a couple of episodes. Um all of them very, very well done. Uh, and if you've not seen Lucifer, check it out. Uh, it, it ended its it ended its run on Netflix. So, so like I believe show. the last two or three seasons were on Netflix. But um, totally, totally worth it. Excellent, excellent show. And for a portion of one of the seasons, Lucifer was. Oh, gone. that's right. That's correct. Yeah. Uh, that was toward the end, if I recall. Um, mm-hmm. there's a movie called, um, Prophecy, or The, The Prophecy, Prophecy? I've seen that. Um, little tiny part, Viggo Mortensen plays the devil, and just a little, little tiny scene, and it's, 
it's so creepy and it's so standout that uh I had to mention it. It's actually it's actually a really really small scene as well, just like in Dogma with Alanis Morissette. But he does such a good job, and it's such an interesting um, it's such a interesting way to play him and to kind of like the, the way that the character was thought out. I thought it was excellent, and um, I got to give. And I guess this would be my number one anyway. Is Peter Stormare in Constantine? When he when he plays oh, Satan, uh-huh. yes. he comes down and he's wearing like this white suit, but like every time he steps, mm-hmm. like goo comes out of the ground. Like it was just so. He's wearing a white suit, his but feet, his feet yeah, that's what like it is. Tar. It's like tar. It, it was so so good, and he plays that role. I just i I loved it, and he's such a great actor. It's so underrated. That that, I think everything about yeah. that movie yeah. was fantastic, and I feel like the movie itself is underrated. The movie um, itself is definitely. But he just killed it. He was his little tiny role in that movie. I mean, he it's it's a standout. Uh, they he did he, they killed it. No pun intended. It was so good. So uh... Omar likes his gods <laughs> in bits and pieces. Oh, yeah. Wait, just a just a smit a, a smudge of God. A little <laughs> just, just the tip of God. Okay, if you want to put it that way, sure. Make make it exciting. So that's my. I guess um, I'll go. I guess I'll did go we, since. Did we have a call in or anything? Uh, we did not. Okay. So go ahead, Greg. Leave our. Uh... Let's see here. Uh, I'm gonna, of course, have an honorable mention. And this one, while it's good, it's not really a person. So I made it. I mean, it kind of is. But um, do you know who W. G. Grace is? But he is a cricket player from uh, uh, like 1849 to 1918. But he is also his image is the face of God in Monty Python and the really? Holy Grail. Yes, he's that he's a big so bearded funny. guy. Yeah, that they cut up and made him look huh. like a thing. So uh, that is, I just learned that by the way. But because it is a you know a animation voiceover and stuff like that. That's why it's an honorable mention. Uh, number five. What are you doing now? Is, uh... I'm averting my eyes, oh lord. <laughs> well, don't. <laughs> um, so my number five is going to be the Alanis Morissette from Dogma. Uh, number four, Mr. Wednesday, who's actually Odin in American Gods. Okay. Uh, there's quite a few in there that I could have picked, but um, Mr. Wednesday is on the screen the most. Um I also like uh, Mr. Nancy, who's Anansi, a, a yeah. the, the African god, or uh, who's played by Orlando. I forgot about that show. Mm-hmm. That show was fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Orlando Jones was uh, was him. Mm-hmm. So. Sure. Um, so that's uh, number four. Uh, number three, I, I got kind of got stuck on a loop here. Uh, number three is Odin from Thor, mm-hmm. uh, and then number two is Thor uh, from Thor. Mm-hmm. Because I don't know, we've had so much screen time with them, and I just like their their representations. But uh, number one, the eternal voice of God for me mm-hmm. is Morgan Freeman in Bruce Almighty. Solid, solid choice. Yeah, I actually I really, really, really wanted to get her something from the animated Hercules in there, but I just didn't get a chance. Oh, I did. I did. 
I'll give you that review. Um, yeah. So I'll go ahead and give you mine. Um, I do have honorable mention. Because um, I would like to give a nod to a very recent one that I very much enjoyed. And that's Conchu. Uh, from That's interesting. From, from Moon, Knight. Moon Knight. Yeah. Egyptian God. Um, I really like the look of him and like the way he was portrayed. So I, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna give him an honorable mention. As voiced by Abe Vigoda. Yeah. Not really. <laughs> I forget who actually played his voice. Um and like you said before, the Holy Grail. Um I love that scene. There's not a whole lot to it, but yeah, that's an honorable mention. At number five, I've got I've got Alanis Morissette playing <laughs> Playing God and Dog. I think we all probably <laughs> thought we were original when we picked that. Like, oh, because at at number four, I'm going to put where I get part. At number four, I'll probably put Odin from Thor. Uh, Anthony Hopkins as Odin is excellent. I love his portrayal of Odin. At number three. I'm going to put my favorite fast-talking god, and that's James Woods as Hades. Oh, yeah. From Disney's Hercules. At number two, might might be a little controversial, but at number two, I love Morgan Freeman from Superman. But, my number one, who has grown on me quite a bit, and I really love what he's done with the character, and I look forward to seeing where he re-explores the character since his character got reset. Any guesses? Reset. That was your clue uh, right there. Character got reset. It's not Thor. It's not Thor. It's his brother. Oh. Oh, Loki. Loki. Yeah. Because he died, <clears throat> but then the old Loki in the past got hold of the Tesseract and started jumping around. So now Loki. And, of course, we've got the Disney Plus. So I loved all the growth that Loki's character did, and now we get to see it again and possibly in a different way. I'm looking forward what, to it. Is there a season two happening? Yes, I thought it was great. Be. I thought that's probably my favorite of the Disney Plus shows so far. Yeah, it's um, awesome. So that's my five. Nicely done. Nice. Uh, well, I'm just going to go ahead and say thank you all for listening, and. Come back next week when I'm sure we're going to... We have to still close out Stranger Things at mm. some point. Yeah. yeah, there's a lot going on there. Uh, as well as a whole bunch of other interesting things we talked about right before we hit record. So you guys don't get to hear it. But next week, we will be talking about it. And remember, guys, as always, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at give, or at give me 5 pod You can find us on Facebook by searching for the Give Me 5 podcast. You can email us directly. Give me five podcast at gmail.com or you can go directly to our website, give me five podcast.com. Let us know who your five favorite gods are. Please, please come by, say hello. We'd love to hear from you. And remember, 
like I always say, how old were you when you learned that strap-on is just no parts spelled backwards? <laughs> Whoa, check it out. It says ass. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. To attack